Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. Today, we are diving into kind of a long series. <laughs> it would be longer if we wanted it to be, but we're trying to keep it short and practical for your benefit because I think Forrest and I would probably both say that we could talk about stress and the stress response and the nervous system for on and on and on and on until the end of time. But we are going to keep it short and sweet while also filling it with lots of juicy little tidbits and takeaways for you. So today we are talking about our own creation of a model for understanding the stress response, and we call it the baking the cake model for stress management. What do you want to start out with, Forrest? So I think that when we look at stress, we have to decouple from this idea that oh stress is this bad thing and you need to just not have it or you need mm. to do stuff to overcome it and really look at what is what is stress and what is the stress response and what is our adaptive capacity to work with that stress not because not only is that unrealistic to think that we won't we'll be able to eliminate all of our stress it's, it's a it's a little bit reductionist right But it's unrealistic to think that it's also disingenuous because as Mm -hmm. we'll explore later, like stress is really helpful. Certain types of stress are really helpful and it's part of what makes us who we are. It's what gives us big muscles. Like stress is very necessary. So, yeah, absolutely. I think like the decoupling, I think, is a good way to say that. Yeah. And so I think when we think of stress, I think it's important to break down our responses to stress and the what we bring into that stressor to add a little bit more nuance to that conversation. That's where we come up with our baking the cake model of stress. Because if I like the bodybuilder analogy, if we think of stress as the weight that a bodybuilder is lifting while lifting weights, Mm -hmm. the stressor is that weight. But that is not the only thing that's important because they need to, the muscles are under the strain of the stress of of the weight then they need to recover that'd be the rest time in between sets and after you work out that the tear the little micro tears and tissue breakdown that happens Mm -hmm. when lifting then has a chance to repair itself stronger yes without the the weights we would not be able to expand the strength of the muscles which is what we're saying about like stress is a necessary it's necessary it's it's necessary for change Mm-hmm. But you also need rest or recovery to actually adapt from that stressor. Right. And come opposed... away with that. Yeah. With a positive. Yes. Then the other piece you need is resources. So you need a protein shake or a high protein diet to have the proteins that are needed to go back while you're resting and rebuild. So it's all goes together to make the cake. You want the cake, which is the adaptation in that case. All right, the... hold on. Let's back up. Let's we have yeah. not. We, let's back up before. Sure. Let's back break up. down. Yeah, before we jump like into the cake itself, because this is the first time that our listeners will be hearing about this. So that's fine. The elements of the baking the cake model of stress, which you may have heard us reference in our episode, movement should be recovery driven, was one of our first episodes. The elements to this process of the baking the cake model of stress or the stress response in our view are your coping mechanisms and resources, which we'll talk about in detail in a second, the stressor or stimulant, like the the stressor itself, and then your recovery, which we'll also go into a little bit of detail about in a second, but just add. Yeah. Then the adaptation, the desi- hopefully a desired adaptation, right? Uh, a functional adaptation that helps you d- enjoy your delicious cake, right? That's the cake itself. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the elements that we're talking about here 
are the coping mechanisms, your resources, the stimulation or the stressor itself, the recovery time after the stressor, and the adaptation. So how does that tie into a cake model? Or let's start with the coping and resources. Like, where is that in the cake model? We could say the coking, the resources are the eggs, the chocolate, the flour, the milk, all the ingredients yes. of the cake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those and, like the literal substrates that you need in order to make the cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like with the bodybuilder, it's the m- protein that's needed to build a bigger muscle. Yes. In real life, right, to bring this back down to a real life level, your like eggs, chocolate, milk, flour are your literal nutrition, right? Having enough of all of the nutrients that you need in order to, of course, the the episode, the one that always gets talked about in the fitness world, sufficient protein intake. Yes, that's important, but it's not the only one. We're talking about any other underlying nutrient deficiencies, right? If you don't have enough B6, there's a lot of B6 dependent enzymes in recovery. If you don't have enough iron, you're not going to be able to recover as well from any type of stressor as you would be if you if you had enough in, if your tissues levels were adequate. In addition to that, not only the nutrition itself, but you could be taking in the perfect type and amount and items for nutrition. If your digestion is suboptimal and you're not extracting all that you could extract from that, that's also a considering you won't even have access to those resources because of suboptimal digestion. So when we're talking about addressing, do you have the eggs and the chocolate and the milk and the flour you need to make a great cake? That's what we're talking about. And then also... The third piece of that for us, if you want to talk about your self-care mm-hmm. practices or your routines. So then in addition to the nutritional resources, we think about what resources do we bring in to our nervous systems and mm-hmm. to the situation that there's a stressor in. That can be the baseline resources that we build through self-care, through health building practices and routines, through ritual, through connection to self and others. And it can also be the resources we bring in to a particular stressful situation. These mm-hmm. could be strategies. These could be actual resources like money is a resource. So if you are dealing with a bunch of parking tickets and you have the resource of money in the bank to pay the parking tickets, that resource quickly takes care of the stressor of a bunch of parking tickets. Right. If you don't have money in the bank and you have a stressor of a bunch of parking tickets, then You have to start looking for alternative resources. Exactly. And just the, of course, the, not even a caveat here, but an important consideration is that access to resources is not equitably distributed through in the world that we live in. So underlying, Forrest and I talk a lot about on this podcast about like individual things that we can do to help our stress responses or help our nutrition. Like the Move Nourish podcast is very practical in the sense that we are always trying to provide practical takeaways that you can list after listening to the episode you have a concrete thing to take away that you can use to improve the quality of your life it's i think really important for us especially as practitioners that work mostly with individuals that we are always uh, quick to acknowledge that not everyone has the same access to the the types of resources that allow you to make uh, a functional cake out of your stressors So access to money, access to, you know, like your socioeconomic background, racial or other types of oppression based on your sexuality or your gender identity or your sex, those things affect your access to resources and in that way also affect what type of cake you're able to make out of your stressors, if you will. Connection, human connection, belonging, your ability to create healthy routines and rituals around things, all of that 
is part of the pool of resources that you are drawing from when you encounter a stressor, i.e. in the metaphor that we're using. Those are how much and how high quality and how easy to work with are your ingredients to make your cake. Yeah. And I think it's the part that gets left out most often. It, it, you know, it's the, you, I think we generally understand, okay, there's a stressor and then we need to recover from it. It's this kind of yin and yang, yes. ebb and flow. And we often just skate over, do we have the resource? We think- Going oh. into the situation. Yeah. So you're in a, a lot of people are it's becoming more popular to talk about GABA. And you're oh, when you relax, when GABA, when my the friends, is a relaxing up. neurotransmitter that helps downregulate. It's an inhibitory neurotransmitter that gives you your sense of I'm okay feeling in the brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you think, okay, well, once the stressor is stopped, once I've stopped exercising, once I got out of that meeting that was stressful mm-hmm. and I take some breaths and I go to a restful state, that's going to trigger GABA. But what, true, do we need? but what do we need for GABA? We need, we need B6. Yeah. We need magnesium. So those are resources that are needed just for that basic process to take place. In the metaphor of the cake, y'all, by the time the cake goes in the oven, there's other things, right? Like how hot the oven is, how long you leave it in. But the skill of it and the fate of the cake is determined already by the by your ingredients and the skill with which they are mixed together by the time you stick that thing in the oven. Your fate yeah. is kind of sealed. So- I think the point that we're making here is that what gets overlooked is a huge determining factor in your ability to cope with stressors is the level of resources with which you enter into that situation already. Yeah. Yeah. Then, of course, the the stressor itself, we can think about the heat of the oven, which I think is a nice way to think about it because it reinforces the idea that you can't make a cake without heat, right? We Mm -hmm. can't get better. That's like Forrest was saying, stressors are how we change. They are how we get better. They are in the face of that adversity, if it doesn't overwhelm us, which is a separate conversation about chronic stress or trauma, if they do not overwhelm us, if we can capacitate them, then that heat, that stressor, that adversity is what makes us better. And you literally cannot make a cake without adding heat. Without the heat. Mm -hmm. And you really can't live life without stress. I mean, it wouldn't be life. Mm-hmm. It would be, be so low dopamine, nothing. you would just like die of boredom. So in the fitness metaphor, of course, like we've already mentioned, this the stressor, you have to tear the muscles to repair them bigger. If you don't stress the muscles out, if you don't practice progressive overload, which is where you have to continue to add more stress to the muscles over, strategically over time, they you don't get stronger. You don't get better. So the heat of the oven here in our metaphor of baking a cake is the stressor of any kind, physical, mental, yeah. emotional. And in the realm of stress management, this is the part that I think gets overused, but of course uh. we have to recognize is like the turning the heat down of the on the oven. That's mm-hmm. where you modulate your stress by modulating your stressors. And this is the part that is really the hardest to do, but sometimes- It's the part over which we to. often have the least control, for sure. Exactly. There's stressors mm-hmm. you can't control. Yeah. You have to control the ingredients and the recovery. You can't control the heat of the oven. Yeah. But there are there are times that you can say- let me choose no. not to yeah. go into say the situation. No. Yeah. Let me uh-huh. say no. All of that kind of stuff that I, I don't even think we need to repeat because you've heard it in every self-help book and yeah. inspirational quote on Facebook that is just yeah. reduce your stress, reduce, Redu- reduce your reduce stress by your reducing stress. your stressors. Yeah. Yeah. Turn Make, the heat down on the oven. Don't put it in the oven for as long, which again, yeah, yeah of course you're going to burn the cake if you like turn the heat up too high. Or if you leave it, it's going to get dried out if you leave it in the oven too long. 
No one's arguing that. That's absolutely true. Yeah. What we are saying is that that only represents a small part of the picture. And in fact, the part of the picture over which you often have the least control when it comes least to control. your stress management. So our yeah. goal here is to broaden that view and to give ourselves more agency to remind you of your agency over the other elements of your stress management, this mosaic, if you will. All right. What comes next after the stressor? We stick the cake in the oven and then what? Then we have recovery, which is the time that the cake needs to rest when it gets out of the oven. You can't leave it in the oven forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you try and I don't know, I don't know how much baking y'all do, but if you try and cut something or take something out of the pan or like a cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie, if you try and take that shit off the cookie sheet before it's cooled down and had its resting time it will just fall apart and you will just have ruined all of that work so i would say like resting time after it comes out of the oven for when you can move it or consume it would be your recovery yeah and i think it's that you can't just keep baking the cake exactly yeah you cannot bake a cake forever you have to take it out of the oven to come out of the oven with the bodybuilding a metaphor, this is you can't just go in there and just lift weights 100 times. You do a certain number of reps and a certain number of sets with rest periods in between. You rest a certain amount of time in between, in between even a rep. You rest a lot in between sets. And then after a workout, you're going to generally rest for a proper recovery of those muscles. Mm-hmm. And in our nervous systems, it's the same thing. We have to green recovery and rest to be the the yin to the yang of whatever stressors we're under and the more the bigger a stressor or the more compounded the stressors are the more recovery we need to bring into that absolutely if you are baking a giant seven layer wedding cake that takes up your whole oven or multiple racks in your whole oven that shit is going to need more time to cool down before you can cut Mm -hmm. it than if you're baking like a cupcake (laughs) yeah you can't just pull it out and say well it's giant yeah Mm-hmm. Let's put some icing on it. Exactly. Um, Ooh, that's a good, yeah. You cannot ice the cake right away. Oh, that's another good yeah. part of this metaphor. Okay. And so in life, this is, it's rest. It's, it's sleep. Adequate quality it's and the, quantity of sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's then non-sleep rest. So yes. downtime, relaxation time, self-care we can put here again, even though self-care, it's you know, self-care, it's a resource, but also oftentimes it involves rest. Some of these things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes resources and rest go hand in hand. You do a ritual that adds meaning and adds zest to life, but it also is a time that you're stopping and you're breathing pausing, and you're yeah. pausing and you're resting. Absolutely. And non-sleep rest. I think that there's a place for quite a bit of nuance there. I think sometimes when, especially when we first come to the conclusion in our healing journeys that rest is an important component, oftentimes our nervous systems are like complete rest is the only rest. And I think there's a place Mm -hmm. for a lot more nuance in that conversation where it's, oh, I can be like knitting or I can be like doing a little something or I can be like lazily luxury, like cleaning my, like sweeping my floor and that can still be restful. It's oftentimes the intention to which you bring to the activity, I think, is important. And then it's also mm-hmm. the fact that active rest or in the athletic terms or like non-sleep rest still can be very restful. And I think it's a very necessary and separate category of rest almost yes. to sleep. Yeah, I think you really you kind of have like sleep, you have passive non-sleeping rest and you have active rest that all need to be a part of the picture and i think going back to resources resourcing will really help not only does the resourcing help with with the stressors it also helps enhance the recovery and the rest so Mm -hmm. you know 
the amount of rest you need to recover muscle tension is a lot more when you don't have enough magnesium than mm -hmm. if you have mm -hmm. plenty of magnesium. Mm -hmm. um, and then that means that maybe you can get away with a little less. You still need the rest. There's no resource that completely makes it where Yes. You don't need rest anymore. Mm -hmm. That's all, always a part of the cake. But the ingredients do help make it more efficient more, or yeah, more efficiency. there's greater efficiency yeah. in your resting time. You're getting more out of that recovery than if if you didn't have enough, if you weren't resourced. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And of course, the sort of finale of this of this baking the cake metaphor is the adaptation, right? The desired yeah. adaptation. And that is the cake itself, right? That's the yeah. cake itself. And also not only that, like, the cake hopefully tasting better each time you make it. If you're making the same cake or you're just becoming a better baker and you're making different cakes or different size cakes or you're making a cake in different ovens, right? These are all sort of metaphors for the different types and contexts of stressors that we encounter over the course of our life. And the goal is to have a great cake. The goal is to have yeah. a cake that tastes great. And that's the adaptation in, the me in this metaphor. The goal of having a great stress response is... Your, the stressors that you encounter when you have enough rest and you, ha you have enough recovery and you had enough resources for them, you are able to not only make meaning out of them, but also get better as a result of them. That's yeah, they the goal. Ex they expand your toolkit. They add zest and story to your life. Mm -hmm. it, they are in the back to the bodybuilding analogy. That's the that's the muscle, bigger muscles that the whole perp the whole idea with doing uh -huh. the workout yeah. to begin with was. Mm -hmm. That's the bigger capacity for strength. Mm -hmm. And in our nervous systems, it's the same way. You think about the the stories we pass down as a society of heroic journeys and, and stressful events that the heroes and heroines went through. Those stressors were necessary for the story to have meaning. And our stressors are necessary for our stories to have meaning often. That doesn't mean we just say, oh, well, any stress is okay. That's not a justification um, for trauma or abuse Not or a justification. Yeah. yeah. But it is one way that we have to look at the stories that we are given. The stories mm -hmm. that we and we still have the ability to, when possible, adjust that temperature of the oven or choose not to bake a particular cake. Uh -huh. Choose to best to bake less cakes. Yeah, cakes. Bake simpler cakes. Bake different what? flavored cakes. Bake them for longer. Bake them for shorter. Bake them at a different temperature. It's so much more nuanced and complex than just turn the temperature down on the oven. Yeah, you know? but like, I think, but I think it really. It speaks to that it's stress isn't this thing, this bad boogeyman that we need to avoid in life. That's it's not this bad thing. It is a inherent part of life, the way that light and sound and air is. It Wetness is, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is a quality that happens. It happens at a micro From level. Life lifing. Yeah. Yeah, it's life lifing. It happens at a micro level, like you just get up and stand up and go get a glass of water. Your nervous system is like, oops. What are we doing? We have a postural change. We yeah. have more. We have to. It's our blood yeah, pressure. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we don't pass that's, out. That's stress. It's not the stress that we think of and call stress, yeah. but it is stress. I think look at your cake. Look at the ingredients that you're putting in. Look at look at how much time you're letting it rest and look how, at the temperature of the oven and how long you leave it in, of <laughs> course. But you often yeah. have more control, dear listeners, over the other parts than you do over the oven because the oven is the world. The oven is the world that we live in. The heat from the oven is the stressor. And so we have only some only limited control over a lot of that.
Yeah. And I, I do think it's also important to mention that and just to say this is we get it. We get why people talk about stress that way, because when we are under the crazy level of stress that we are, most of us are under most of the time, of course, we are like in triage mode. We mm-hmm. are in triage and we're just like reaching for the lowest hanging fruit and the lowest hanging fruit is like, damn, how do I turn the temperature on this oven down? The most immediate, the most obvious thing. So you keep we understand. Burnt, you keep getting these burnt pieces of loaf out of the oven and, you uh-huh. think, and you're like, your first I'm instinct burning. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need, I need to turn the oven down. I need yes. to stop making cakes. Yes. So oh. that, that's, it's very understandable, dear listeners, that that would be how we approach this. I think our medicine that we are trying to put out in the world is injecting this nuance and injecting and reminding you of the agency that you have over the other parts of the process. Yeah. So it's just as simple as any stressor, any stressful event you can think of. Obviously, use your toolkit for is this a stressor that I can avoid? Is this a stressor I can mitigate? But then don't stop there. Go Look at what your recovery is from that. How can you enhance the recovery from that stressor that you can't avoid? How can or you maybe enter stress- into that situation with more resources? Mm-hmm. How can you enter into, how can you get more resources that help with that? Yes. All right, dear listeners. So this is the very first in quite a few episodes on understanding your stress because we love to talk about stress and we love to talk about the nervous system. And it's something that I think is top of mind for many people. And I think it is, again, one of the places in our health where we have the greatest capacity to shift and change. And it's, it's, the nervous system kind of controls everything. So, right, that's part of its job. So when we understand stress, we understand so much about how to improve our health in many, many ways. So this is the first in, I think, at least five, probably six, I don't remember, episodes on understanding your stress. So stay tuned. Next episode, we will be talking about one of our favorite concepts, salutogenics. And we will be talking about how to be a gardener, not a fireman. Looking more at the art of resourcing. The art of resourcing, yes. This has been the Move Nourish podcast, where we discuss nutritious eating, functional movement, and herbal medicine to help you move, eat, and live better. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Forrest. And we will catch you next time.